You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On my mama. The fourth trimester be worse than the whole pregnancy, son. <laughs> I will say dead ass. Oh. If I didn't know any better, I think you've experienced the fourth trimester. The fourth trimester is ghetto. Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. This story time is dedicated to my beautiful children. Oh. <laughs> this, what I'm about to tell you is no exaggeration. I know we're putting 100 on 10, but this story I'm about to tell you is, is so real that it made me realize the shit was getting real, right? Mm-hmm. We in the bathroom. Kay just, just had the baby. Like, the baby still got the... the the water and stuff Vernix on, on, on his, them. the creamy substance Cheesy. on them. He's just looking, still looking the same, right? And 
Bianca brings the boys in mm-hmm. to see you and see the baby. You know what I'm saying? And I watch as they come in. Jackson got his his Nike bag on his shoulders, right? So they go over to you. They go over to you. Oh, hi, mommy, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking at Jackson. Jackson looking at me. He kind of like nod, like just nod. I'm like, why he nodding? <laughs> and me like, what's the problem? So I'm like, come here. So he comes over to me. While you're still holding the newborn baby, he's like, hey, babe, uh, dad, what's up? I'm like, what's up? He said, what um, What time y'all going to be done here? And I was like, excuse me? He was just like, you know I got practice at 6 o'clock. <laughs> and I looked at him like. Thank you, Jackson. I looked at him. concern. But this is where it gets funny. I said, bro, your mom just had a baby. And he was like, I know what she's done. <laughs> It was at Jackson. that. It, it was really at that moment that I realized shit was gonna get real. Cause you know who really don't give a shit about the fourth trimester? The Your kids. kids. <laughs> this karaoke bit that I'm about to do is just it's dedicated to how I be feeling in the mornings when I wake up because I don't get no sleep. <laughs> I know you don't get no sleep, bro. This is probably the most tired we've ever looked. But y'all see this video footage, okay? <laughs> I know. The struggle. Deval asked me this morning if he was giving me the signs that I should check for a stroke. Because he definitely looked at me and was like, your left eye look a little lazy, a little cocked. Um, I said, it's probably because I had my eyelashes done about six weeks ago. (laughs) And I've been dealing with a newborn baby after labor and delivery. Bro, bro, I ain't going to lie to you. I was worried, son. We was was having a real serious conversation about (laughs) scheduling and time and stuff like that. And I said, babe, you got a headache? (laughs) When the last time you checked your pressure? Raise your left arm out, please. Just please hold it up there and touch your nose. <laughs> but um, this song is dedicated to how I be feeling in the morning. I be like, sitting at the edge of the bed when I wake up, and in my mind, this song plays. Baby, 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 baby. And it's just that part. <laughs> baby, 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 baby. Da-na-na-na. I love you. No, it just goes you back don't to feel the beginning. Like that part. Baby, baby, baby. Because <laughs> it seems like all the days just run back into it's the beginning like of the day. It's like very Groundhog's Day up in this bitch. Like, oh my, y'all hear my don't voice? Don't you feel that? <clears throat> I just got tired all in my throat. Pause. <laughs> but that See, karaoke bit is dedicated. That's good. Because I was thinking of, thank you, mama, for the nine months you're carrying me through. All the yeah. pain and suffering. Lord have mercy. But what about the the six months after mm. those nine months? Yeah, that's that's when it gets <laughs> they need real. A song for those. Come months. on, Sizzla, I need a, I need a uh, follow up to that that song. The nine right. months and then the whole year after that it takes to get back after giving birth. And yes, it takes a whole year. Facts. But you know what we about to take a break. A break. <laughs> so I'm gonna take a nap. That was cute. Pay some bills, and we'll be right back after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, Near, the OG that I used for years, has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes. No nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right. So we back. All right. We're back, y'all. We are talking today about that fourth trimester. Yes. Okay. And don't try to get all technical. Like somebody try to get technical about, oh, it's not technically a trimester (laughs) because it's four and four is quad. Y'all know what the hell it is. It's been coined. The fourth trimester, because why? It's that unspoken time that a lot of people tend to breeze over or glaze over because there's so much attention that goes into the first, second, and the third. The delivery, the baby's here. It's like, great. And then all of a sudden, that's it. You're expected to keep this baby safe and sound and alive. Absolutely. And just recover, right? But this is something people need to realize, right? 
you know a trimester, if you look up the dictionary, a trimester in the, the dictionary mm-hmm. says a series of three months, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So people be trying to be so technical. Mm-hmm. But if you're talking about trimesters in pregnancy, you have the nine or ten months. The series. Then the fourth trimester would be the trimester after those three Three trimesters. trimesters. So right. people be trying to be like super smart and sounding stupid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I be aggravated. I'm super <laughs> aggravated today because I don't get no sleep. I went to bed at 4 o'clock last night and had oh to be up gosh. this morning to do this podcast. So I'm just, I'm tired. But I sometimes when I, I try to engage with people and read comments on mm-hmm. social media, I just close my laptop. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to argue with this person about the definition of trimester when I'm speaking about my wife and, and pregnancy. Like, I'm just not right. having this debate. Right, right. Semantics. Well, anywho. um. Let's it's funny because, time. yeah, I was just about to get back to story time because it's funny. I mean, kids will be brutal to you, especially in that fourth trimester. Like, Kaz, occasionally, since I've had the baby, it's been around about, what, almost a month now. Yeah. Um, Kaz will occasionally come over to me and be like, Mommy, why are your belly still fat? <laughs> Mom, mommy, you have another baby brother in there? <laughs> mommy, when are you going to have another baby brother? I'm like, you know what, Kaz? Get out of my face. How about that? Get out of my face. Um, but, yeah, it's that, t- it's that time period where... Now the baby is born and there's so many things happening, right? So <laughs> there's an, a, a drastic decrease in hormone, right? So that in itself is enough to throw a woman over the edge. Breastfeeding. Mm. Do you remember what my boobs looked like about four days after giving birth? Yeah, it was It's kind of Jurassic Parkish. <laughs> it was like scales. <laughs> Jurassic was, Park. Yeah, it looked like. What's it? This was Tyrannoraptor. It looked like a Tyrannoraptor's nipple. Because your boy was on, like, so no, 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 yo, this is not, I'm not capping. I'm telling you, I'm not putting 100 on 10 on these these stories, bro. I watched this boy, right? He, Kay was trying to put him on a nipple, right? And he was like fighting. He was like, ah, ah, ah. and then ra- randomly when he was ready, he just attacked the nipple and was just like, ah. and then I heard. <laughs> I heard Kay go, don't chew it, don't chew it, don't chew it. <laughs> and I looked over there and your, your nipple was just, was getting fucked up. <laughs> and I was like, man, let me just leave out here because now I'm getting depressed. Oh, Because what am I goodness. supposed to do with that nipple after that? You ain't going to feel fact. nothing. That's a fact. You ain't going to feel nothing with that nipple after that. And you know what that. I always wondered too? It's like, you you know, I've had three children before him, yes. right? And we go through the same process every single time. Yes. And I figured by now the nipple would have developed some sort of resistance or toughness. But it just has it with each child, I guess, because each latch is different, their mouth size is different, everything mm-hmm. is different. That every single time there's like this learning curve for mom and baby that has to we have to go through this. Um, and nipples did get tough though, yeah, because I'm thinking so. about when college, like the like when in college, when I used to like rub against your nipple, it used to be like automatic. Now I gotta like <laughs> slap the nipple, like when I want to get now. you aroused, I'd I be like punching back and like trying to get. <laughs> <laughs> like, and is there anything be, left in there? Yeah, and then you be like, "Oh yeah," and I'd be like, "Yeah, let's go." Mm, 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 <laughs> mm. I just, you got to, you know. It's about your. It's no, the nipples no longer need caressing now. <laughs> you got to fuck them nipples up <laughs> to get that. You know what I'm saying? The oxytocin to get back. it going, to you get it going. See, that's why oh. I didn't work when I was trying to put myself, yeah. or you were trying to put me into labor. Them nipples just, is numb. Yeah, they're just like no faces. So there's lots of uh, myths and facts, which I think was kind of cool. Triple found some like myths and facts about postpartum, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that people think mm-hmm. happen mm-hmm. and what really happens? Um, 
I see the first the one. The first one, um, you you will fall in love with your baby immediately. That's that was you, the though. Myth. With, with Dakota? That was true. That was definitely true this time around. I feel yeah. like with each of my boys, I think the one I was probably the most like struck with was Kaz, only because Cairo was still like a baby. And then I had Kaz right after that. So I was kind of like, oh, shoot. But I was in love, though. I know. I, I think with Jackson, you were the most afraid. Because mm-hmm. oh, that was our first. Right. So I remember watching you and you kind of, it was almost like intimidating having your own child. Mm-hmm. So with Jackson, it seemed like you went through this intimidated phase. Like, I hope I'm doing it right. I did. With Cairo, it seemed like you just knew. Like, because you already had one. Mm-hmm. With Kaz, he came so, like, so quick. Mm-hmm. After Cairo, you just like, all right, hand me the baby. <laughs> Who's anybody got babies? We, we I yet, know though. Pass me one. This right. one is so much time in between. Yeah, you just and a different like point in our life that we're at too, where yeah. I have a little bit more leisure time. I yeah. have a little bit more flexibility that I'm here. I'm present. Yeah. I'm solely pretty much with the baby the entire time. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, some people don't feel that way. I know a friend of mine did tell me when she first had her first daughter that she would sit there and look at this baby in the bassinet like. <laughs> <laughs> so sis i'm supposed to like you and i'm supposed <laughs> to love you but i kind of don't and she said it was almost like meeting a stranger like a weird stranger that just would stare at her in this bassinet <laughs> and I she'd be like what be am laughing. i supposed to do with this baby you know That's funny. and she said it took it took her a couple weeks to actually kind of develop a bond with this baby so um the truth of the matter is that it can take some time despite all those happy scenes in movies where you see that um make it seem like you should be over the moon instantly um, in love with this human that you just gave birth to. I'm sorry. Some moms experience a delay in that. But it just like kind of hit me, right? What? A woman, uh-huh. right? You're used to your body a certain way. You're used to things happening, right? You're, like you're just, like say for example, like you're just so accustomed to your body the way it was in college. Mm-hmm. Not only do you have hormones and all this other stuff and you have sleep deprivation, but then also your body changes completely. Mm-hmm. I could see a woman like looking at themselves in the mirror, then looking at their baby and just being like, you fucked me up. Absolutely. Like, like, you know, it didn't... that's how I look at these little big headed boys that we have <laughs> running around. All... When Jackson wants to look at me and wants to give me a little back chat, as we call it in the islands, um, which he knows that I don't tolerate. I literally look at him and be like, I can point out the stretch marks that you caused me on my thighs. See, that's literally, another, that's another thing that I, I want. I wanted to point out. It's like literally. The way you put yourself through a microscope mm-hmm. after children, mm-hmm. I, I don't. And if you ask most men, after their wives give birth, their bodies just be looking the best. Y'all just be swollen and all the It's right almost places. like you got worn in. Like you got a couple of dents. <laughs> nah, oh, come like, on, It's like son. a mattress, right? No. At first, the mattress is kind of hard and a little firm. And then it's like after you have a couple of kids, now she a little worn in. A little softer in certain places, a little wider in certain places. Is that what you mean? No, I meant you gained 10 pounds every <laughs> child in all the right places. So for me, it was just like, all right, after this baby, she really going to be banging something. Like, you be about, looking at yourself. Yeah, he's calling me a mattress. That's for him. You see, you tired. I did not say that. I did not say that. But you do, you do, you do seem to be very like in my fourth trimester, which I've experienced at least with mm. you, that you are very still affectionate. I think you yeah. do like the softness. <laughs> Meanwhile, I tend to be in the mirror like, oh my God, is this a new stretch mark? Oh my God, my stomach is still dark. My armpits are still looking like mini vaginas. I've said this before. Because I, my I, milk came in. I've never met a man say, I can't, I can't 
can't fuck with shorty, man. She got a stretch mark. I've never met a guy say that ever, ever. I don't know why. I don't know why y'all be <laughs> tripping. I don't know when not one dude has ever said that. Well, to an extent, I appreciate my stretch marks. I just learned to live with them at this point. I used to be the person that picked my part myself apart, um, but I've learned to give myself grace because why? I birthed four whole boys and grew them. So I think yeah. that there's something pretty noble about that. Um, yeah. And I do give myself grace. However, um, when people talk about the whole snapback situation, mm-hmm. um, I think it's gotten such a negative connotation, just especially with just social media and the portrayal of celebrities, for example, with mm-hmm. like getting back faster and that being the focus is the body image, right? But for me, it's more of a desire to just be back to my normal, just be mm-hmm. back to feeling like myself again. Feeling like myself again doesn't mean that I have this additional weight on me either. Mm-hmm. So there's a desire for me to get back to that what I wanted to be before. Um, but I think the time frame is what tends to be a, you know, a little bit more uh, misconstrued because people think in six weeks, oh, six weeks is when you're back to work because of right. maternity leave or lack thereof. Don't mm-hmm. get me started on that. Um, but the six week checkup, you know, and I just learned recently the reason why they tell women it's six weeks that you have to wait in order to, well, A, have a checkup, B, mm. have sex again, um, C, go back to work in America. But it's because the placenta, when it grows in the body, when it expels itself from the body, mm. there's like an internal wound in the uterus that has to heal. Mm. And there is still, like with my postpartum preeclampsia, there's still in that six-week time frame a chance that you can still hemorrhage that you can mm. still, you know, have a lot of different issues based infection. on the fact that infection, yeah, there's a lot of different things that can happen yeah. um, because you're not healed. So when they tell you that you should be resting yeah. for those six weeks, you legitimately should be resting. Yeah. I am guilty of not doing that either yeah. because, you know, I, I'm up and running. I have other children. We're back to work again. Um, mm-hmm. So I do kind of tread lightly, but I kind of keep that in the back of my mind. I never really knew why there yeah. was this whole six-week time frame. Yeah. So, um and it makes sense. You think about it. I think in diameter, on average, most placentas are about like eight inches. So if that's the case, once you expel that, you'll have at least that size wound inside. And if that was an external wound, people yeah, would probably be, be like, oh, man, like, yeah, I got to sit still. So um, that's something recently that I found out. However, um, I know that once I get my six-week checkup and things are good to go, like, that's when I want to start working out again and start mm-hmm. moving a little bit more because I also don't want to just get settled into right. where I am now. Um, and Hold there on. is a craving to be back to my normal self. Listen, we do know that wounds internally do heal faster. For example, yes. if you have a cut in your mouth or cut on your tongue mm-hmm. or a cut internally, it does heal faster than a wound externally. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But I also want to interject on the whole snapback thing. You know, after years of watching people interact on social media, I've started to understand that even with the snapback, when you hear like the backlash, oftentimes it's a projection from people who were not able to just get back to where they were for whatever reason. It could be health reasons. It could be time. It could be resources. But when someone puts out that they've snapped back, mm-hmm. when you see all the backlash from people, typically it really has nothing to do with that woman wanting to be back, but mm-hmm. everything to do with all of the people who could not. Mm-hmm. get back to mm-hmm. where they were and having something to say and yeah. i think i think what what happens is people and in, then internalize other people's projections as to man maybe i shouldn't snap back mm-hmm. you can't tell someone how they should view the best version of themselves right if someone views the best version of themselves as them being the exact same way as before they got pregnant that's on that person right 
If someone views themselves as I'm not getting back until I'm ready, that's on that person. True. But because of social media, we take everyone's opinion as gold. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or mm -hmm. if you have a mass number of opinions, that's the truth. Right. There is no truth. The, the, the truth is we're all out here just just guessing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I say let people live, especially women who, who have kids. Like right. I, we should refrain from projecting our issues or what we view as right or wrong right. on women who've actually, right, who've, mm -hmm. who've actually given birth. Right. I've kind of adopted this and I've gotten to a, a more peaceful place in my life when I started to realize that my opinion mm -hmm. doesn't really matter mm -hmm. on other people's lives, right. right? If you think about Deadass Podcast, what do we talk about here? Us. Us. This yeah. is my opinion on my life. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Take what you want. Take what you don't. Right. Listen. Don't listen. Right. Yeah. My opinion on other people's lives really don't matter. So in turn, other people's opinion on my life <laughs> don't matter to me. Right. And I be I've been able to sit in a more peaceful place in my life because of that. You well, know yeah. And I mean, there's a less argument, less back and forth, yeah. less having to debate. Yeah. Because why? People are gonna have their opinion regardless. And that's important um, for women going through the fourth trimester because. This is a point where you have to get back to yourself. And if mm -hmm. you're concerned about what other people think about how you get back to yourself, that's a sickness. Right. Like, like think about it. No one can physically go in your body and help you get back to yourself. Right. So caring what other people think about how you get back to yourself is just a problem. Yeah. And I mean, on the contrary, I've heard some women say that they liked themselves after they had babies, ba a baby. They mm -hmm. liked the way their body looked. They're okay with a little bit more weight. So they're like, you know what? I'm in no rush to lose weight or snap back because... I'm comfortable where I am right now. Um, so do you, yo. Do you. Second myth. You'll get an iron boost from eating your placenta. Let's talk about this. Um, so I tried. Made me take a placenta pill? Yes. This was after Kaz. So I had the home birth with Kaz back in New York. And I'm like, if I'm going to do this whole home birth experience, I'm going to go all in and go all out. So what do I got to do with my placenta? I didn't quite want to do the whole saving the placenta. I hear some people freeze it. They may put it in a smoothie and drink it. Oh, that was a little bit so nasty, too that, <laughs> that was a little bit too much for me to think uh, about doing. However, yeah. I did have it um dried and put in a pill form and I would take it. And the claim was that if you do that with your placenta, you would experience um an increase in your milk supply, um, more energy, iron boost. Um there are a lot of different benefits that they were um claiming that I would feel. I can't say 100% that that's something that I experienced. I don't know if it was mentally for me. Sometimes I felt like I did take the pill and I had energy or I could have just had some coffee that kicked in. Who knows? So apparently the truth behind the placenta is that as trendy as it is nowadays, according to um, a study published in the Archives of Women's Mental Health, it says that there's actually no proven health benefits to eating your afterbirth. Damn. So, so all that time you had me trying to take this placenta pill and I tried to tell you I don't need to take it. <laughs> And look. So let's just stick with our multivitamins <laughs> and uh, a somewhat balanced diet, if you can, and uh, leave the placenta for the fetus. And then this time around, we actually discarded of the placenta. But I did do delayed cord clamping with both Kaz and Dakota. Yeah. So he, they were both able to get all of their blood from the placenta before we cut the cord. Mm. Or Deval cut the cord, I should say. Snip, snip. Bap, bap. Well, let me not say that. <laughs> let me not say that on here. Postpartum depression. That's a big one when it comes to the fourth trimester. I know me. I wouldn't say that I've experienced depression this time around. However, I do know that my emotions are on like 
super high. Yeah, because you just be sitting in the bed crying. Super high. Like, I can literally cry like the drop of a dime. And mm-hmm. why? Sometimes I don't really know. <laughs> or, or it could be maybe I do kind of have an inkling why I want to cry and then the tears just come. Time out. Um, you just said. It could be happy tears. I don't really think I have postpartum depression, but I sit in my bed and I just cry and I don't know why. <laughs> Um. <laughs> well, no, I don't think it's a depressed state. I think it's just like a heightened sense of emotion state that I, I'm in. So the simplest thing can make me cry. Like I can watch a television show and be like, oh, my God, that was so sad. Yeah. Or, oh, my God, that was so happy. Or, oh, my God, I love you so much. I'm going to cry. Or, oh, my God, my nipples hurt so bad. I'm going to cry. Like there's so many different yeah. reasons why I'm going to cry. Um, yeah. But when it comes to postpartum depression, the myth is that it will affect your child. I would think that that's the truth if you are depressed or feeling experiencing postpartum depression that you will then or your child will feel Mm -hmm. the effects of it but the truth of the matter according to um, this study here is that probably not postpartum depression is very real and if you suspect that you have it you should get help but don't assume that the negative feelings will transfer to your baby oh so they're talking about a transfer of energy Mm -hmm. i guess um but a study conducted by the norwegian mother and child cohort um, found that prenatal and postnatal maternal depression has very little impact on the child's psyche, I guess, after their psychological development. Um, It's far more detrimental, I think, to the mother, of course, especially during, um, or the children, rather, during preschool years, which I don't know if postpartum depression is something that lasts that long. You think of postpartum, you think of that first at least um, year after having the baby, but apparently some women experience it longer than a year after they have their children. Um, I don't think there's a time limit on postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. I think it, it can, it can. Ha- and postpartum is postpartum. Like you postpartum five, ten years is after the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, that also goes back to like you said of not finding yourself after, mm-hmm. you know, after you've had the child. Right. And I think there are different things that can affect. Uh, well, I, I guess is there a range for that's considered now postpartum is over. I mean, I guess in the concentrated form for me at least, I'm thinking maybe the first year. First year. Okay. However, no, because then you think about it, then there's also like the child goes on to like terrible twos, for example, and right. you may have a lapse, right. you know, in feelings right. or whatever, or three. Right. Um. So there really is no time frame. That's I what mean, I'm unless you want to, ten years later, be like, I'm still experiencing it. Who knows? You know, there may be other factors. It may not be postpartum per se, but there be maybe other levels of depression that someone's dealing with. Well, I remember one one. I don't know if it was a listener letter or one person in particular said that they they had never dealt with their post partum depression mm-hmm. and anxiety mm-hmm. when the baby got here mm-hmm. and as the child continued to grow mm-hmm. and go through different stages it got worse mm-hmm. so in a way that postpartum depression still continued to linger through and and no it was a uh well, it might have been in the live show she mm-hmm. said the child was like two three mm-hmm. and then as they got older and, and they start to separate from being in the body first mm-hmm. and then being more independent mm-hmm. the moms then started to feel more depressed oh. and she went to go see someone and they said you know this is a form of postpartum depression oh really that, okay yeah because there's a, a separation anxiety that some moms have, oh my goodness absolutely you know after you have the baby and now yeah. the baby's not in you so you right. can't protect them and as they become more independent start to walk start to reach different milestones the mom starts to feel less needed and less important oh. and that depression can spiral as well, that's a, probably why yeah. this article was referencing maternal depression during the kids preschool years because ah, there's the see. separation so that makes sense look at you remembering stuff see, I, I, scenarios I listen, when people send in when people talk to us i really try to pay attention yeah yeah, yeah. because i want to i want to help as many people plus i want to be able to 
reference that if I notice anything with you or myself. Right. You know? That does make a lot of sense yeah. because that feeling of like, oh my God, my child is no longer, it's like a protection thing. You know, mm-hmm. you feel like the best when the baby is inside of you because you feel like I can protect this little person. Mm-hmm. And then once the person comes earthside, you're like, okay, this person's not in my body anymore. Mm-hmm. If the person is, if this baby is not with me all the time, I even felt that. Think about it. When I went to the hospital and I had to go in for the preeclampsia, yeah. I was like, you know, completely beside myself at the idea of having to leave the baby um you know which i don't cry about leaving my kids (laughs) you know on a regular day um however yeah i can totally get that uh myth you lose the baby weight if you breastfeed some people say they do some people say they don't i've heard women say that they do lose weight breastfeeding i've heard some women say they gain weight after breastfeeding because they feel like they're required to or their body requires them to eat more or they tend to snack more or they crave different things. Right. Some people crave things after the baby while they're breastfeeding versus craving during the pregnancy. Mm. So um, that's going to be something that's different for everyone. I don't think that there is like a standard. What, but I do know from also doing postpartum training. Remember, I used to train people for 10 years mm-hmm. and studying, you know, from exercise physiology. People also... Uh, attribute, like not attribute, but they equate waist loss with weight loss. Mm. And I think some women in the beginning, once they start breastfeeding, remember your uterus still has to contract. Mm-hmm. Your stomach is going to get smaller. That's not necessarily weight loss. Mm-hmm. That's waist loss. Mm-hmm. So some people may think it's a myth. Oh, while I'm breastfeeding, my waist, waist is getting smaller. As in... No, waist as in your actual waist. My waist. Okay. So if you think about it, right? You haven't really lost any weight mm-hmm. from the time you had the baby three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But you've been breastfeeding and your waist has gotten smaller mm-hmm. because your uterus is contracting. Mm-hmm. So some people coordinate the waist loss mm-hmm. with weight loss when it's really not weight that you're losing. Mm. Your uterus is contracting and your stomach is getting smaller. And some women say, oh, while I was breastfeeding, mm-hmm. my stomach was getting smaller. But then when I stopped... Mm-hmm. It didn't because I used to have women say that to me. It seemed like in the very, very beginning while I was breastfeeding, because some women only breastfeed for a month or two. Mm-hmm. And the first thing it says, while I was breastfeeding, my waist was getting smaller. Then the minute I stopped, my waist stopped. Oh, and I'm like, and they gained weight back. Right. And I'm yeah. like, no, that wasn't your waist getting smaller. That was that, that wasn't your weight. You weren't losing weight. Your waist was just contracting. That like, might have happened with me and Kaz because I feel like after I had Kaz, I mm-hmm. went down the sides and then I went back up again. You see what I'm saying? And I was like, how did I get back to here? Like now... You know, I'm I'm six pounds shy of where I started this pregnancy mm-hmm. with Dakota. And I got on the scale before delivering him. I was like, like 181, my biggest that mm-hmm. I've ever been in any pregnancy. Had him, I was at 171. And then just completely was like, I'm not even going to look at the scale. I just happened to step on the scale the other morning. And I was down to 158. I'm like, wait a second. Mm-hmm. How did I get back to this so fast? You Think know, about fluid loss. Fluid loss. Yeah, um, that was a big one because yes. I had a lot. I was retaining so much water. Yes, your your legs were swollen, your hands were swollen, mm-hmm. and and what people don't realize is that when you retain that much water, you could lose ten pounds of water in a day easily. Easily, yeah. Just by fluid, right, coming out of. And you. I know I have not one piece of muscle, so <laughs> <laughs> whatever you see here is a little bit. Of, it's all fat. So, um, um, but no, so but it's, yeah, that, it's that's that relative. So, um, no, but people need to realize the difference between weight loss and waist loss, especially mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. having a child. When that uterus is contracting and it's starting to get smaller, you feeling right. like you're getting snatched. Right. You ain't lose no weight, baby. Mm-hmm. You just, you know, your stomach is going back down. But God damn it, if you feel good and it makes yeah, you feel yeah, good, yeah. you feel good about it, but in, enjoy it and celebrate it. But, but then just, I just, I don't want women to think that. Oh, it happened because I was breastfeeding and then try to go to breastfeed and still eat like 
crap and not work out because mm-hmm. they think that as long as I breastfeed, I'm going to continue to lose, lose weight. The weight yeah. That's the myth. Yeah. You yeah. still have to be healthy. You have to treat your body right, treat your mind right. Well, yeah. And you know if you're saying? breastfeeding and you want to produce milk and quality milk, you should be mm-hmm. eating the right things anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. One more for the road. And if you'll want sex right after the postpartum period. <laughs> that's, that's the Hail myth. to the no. Well, actually, no. I, I tend to. I think because I've, I've not wanted sex at all, mm-hmm. especially during various points in the pregnancy, mm-hmm. particularly in the very beginning and in the very end. Um, I look forward to the six-week checkup period, yes, postpartum, and I per- personally look forward to reconnecting with my husband, mm-hmm. which is something that I have not been able to do in months. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I know that I'd be ready to get it popping. I don't know about <laughs> nobody else. Um, so apparently that's the myth, but the mm-hmm. truth is sleepless nights, constant diaper changes, dryness... <laughs> All the things that new mothers tend to experience, sex is usually the last thing on their mind. Um, but I think that's relative because I'm on the contrary. Yeah, you, I can't you, wait I, to jump your bones I, again. I think during during all of our pregnancies, after this, you'll be looking for that six week checkup around week three, four. That's when you'll be like, Yo, how much longer we got? Mm-hmm. Like, and I feel like it'd be all the backed up months of you not being able to get done. Because <laughs> now you're like, all right, baby, let's let's go. Right. That's how we ended up with Cass. Right, got to be but, careful. Um, before we leave, I just want to talk to the gentleman a little bit about how the fourth trimester affects us. Mm-hmm. Because it really does affect us a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, niggas be aggravated. Okay? <laughs> um, You've gotten so many phone calls, I think, recently from friends who have ooh, had babies recently. Bruh. That you have to talk off the ledge, right? Bruh. Yo, I've had friends call me, right? And they'll really be like, bro, if I knew shit was going to be like this. <laughs> and I'll be like, bro, it's going to pass. But you have to understand that this is the this is the main thing that I, t- I tell people. Sleep deprivation for one person can be like a, a problem, detrimental to anybody's mental health. But two people both sleep deprived. Mm-hmm. Two people both sleep deprived mm-hmm. and in trying to exist and deal with a new person. That's us. That's, that is a recipe right. for disaster. I'll give you an example, right? One of my homies, hardworking dude. He was like, yo, my wife crazy. I said, why are your wife crazy, bro? He's like, listen to me. I go to work so that she don't got to rush to go back to work. I said, baby, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got this. So he gets it, right? He goes and works 18 hours a day sometimes. He's like, I'm going to take as much overtime as possible so I have money coming in. While he's at work, his wife will be calling him like, oh, you're not coming home. And she got an attitude. So he's just like, I don't know what to do because I'm trying to give her an opportunity to spend time with the baby, but I need to make money. So he says, freak it. I'll drop this overtime. I head home. He then heads home. When he gets home, he tries to help out. Everything he tries to do when he's home she says, is absolutely wrong. Don't touch me. Don't touch the baby. You're just better <laughs> off going back to work because you're no help. So he says, okay. He goes back to work. Then he goes back to work. And she's like, oh, you just going to leave? <laughs> so then he's like, Girl, you just told me heart. to go back to work. <laughs> so then he goes back home, tries to help again. Don't touch me. Don't touch the baby. Just stay here. Then he stays in the house so he can be present. And she says, oh, so you're just going to sit here in the house and do nothing. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. I don't know where to go. I don't oh. know if I'm gonna, supposed to stay. I don't know whether to kiss her. I don't know whether to slap her. I don't even know if that baby is mine anymore. I just don't know. 
And I was like, bro, it's not just your wife. It's all of them, yo. I remember the same thing. When when we first had Jackson, I couldn't change him the right way. I didn't do the bottles the right way. I didn't hold him the right way. And I used to look at him and be like, nigga, this your first baby too. How are you a baby expert? Like, we have the Many same amount of time. Many babies have come through my, from through my door before my own kids. So I was pretty much a pro by the time we had a baby. Granted, we, we tend but. to give young women more responsibility with handle newborns mm-hmm. than we do young men. You know, mm-hmm. they ain't going to bring a, a baby to a young 18-year-old and say, hey, hold this baby. So I will give you that. Mm-hmm. But that don't mean that there's only <laughs> one way to skin a cat. Well, okay? listen. I took I, care of the kids the way I needed to. The thing is, I learned very quickly once I had to go back to work after Jackson. Remember, you were at home, dad, and mm-hmm. I was out working because that's just where we were in our life at that point. And you found a way to make things work. Because I, I had to be out there working and you were home building your business and babysitting. Well, not babysitting. You were taking care of your child, yes. our son. So you found a way. And I was, I was very... Um, quick to be like well if it works it works you gotta do what you gotta do as long as i don't see what you're doing <laughs> as long as i don't see the way you're strapping my child well who's it that you tied to the bed sheet so he wouldn't crawl off the bed it's Cass. it was Cass. it worked he tied my baby to a bed sheet like literally as if he was gonna like scale him down the side of a building tied him into the bed sheet so if he would crawl away so let me explain he to you. He would literally pull Cass back. Let me explain to you the logic. Sleeping. Dad logic. Let me explain dad logic. Right? Oh, man. Moms be mad that I tied my baby to me. I tied the baby to my waist so that when I felt the tug, I knew he was close to the edge of the bed. Man, you shouldn't do that. But Kay and her mom both let all of our kids fall off the bed at some point in time. I let Expl- them fall off the bed? If you'd have tied them to the sheet, they would have never fell off the bed. First of all. That's false. What? Nobody be running around letting their kids fall off the bed. Sometimes them niggas be crawling off by themselves. Okay? If you would have tied <laughs> the sheet to yourself, the baby would have never fell off the bed. When the my baby's in the is, bed with me, they don't fall. But my, you know. my point is, dads have their own methods. And gentlemen, let me tell you something, bro. Let me tell you something, gentlemen. Do not let your wife or your baby mother tell you that you are not a good father because you're not doing it the way they want it done. Put your foot down. Start early in the fourth trimester. Show her that you have the strength and the mental capacity to be a good father. Because if you don't, for the rest of your life, you're going to be questioning <laughs> everything you do with that kid. <laughs> like Mimi does. Every time I leave here, Mimi be like, Doofs, do you, do you know what you're doing? I'm like, Jackson is 10. Okay, he survived. <laughs> All right. I think I'm doing okay. That's she'd be that. like, she'd be like, all right. Or do do sure? like Deval does me if I go to do something with the baby and he knows I need a break. He'd be like, Kadeen, shut up. Go sit down. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. I got the baby. That's what I do. Shut up and go sleep. <laughs> go it's all right to tell your wife to shut up sometimes. Because <laughs> she'd be questioning me. I I, I, I go I'd to pick like, up my baby. I don't have to take this. <laughs> I'm going to take a nap. Go take, take That's baby. all I want you to do. Take your nap so you don't got to be sleep deprived. That's a fact. So other common, common symptoms to look for, just so y'all know, in postpartum depression, anger, frustration, feeling overwhelmed. Being easily exhausted, feeling insecure, repetitive worrying and crying spells for no reason. Wait a second. I'm checking a couple of these boxes over here. Mm. Hopelessness, struggling with an emotional connection to the baby, loss of interest in activities you've always loved. I might actually be mildly depressed, y'all, now that I think about it. Like, I just don't like people right now. I don't like to be around people. I don't like company. Yeah. Um, I'm very selective with who I want around me. And Deval is just like, you used to be such a social butterfly. And I'm like, well, I'm not Well, that's anymore. postpartum and the pandemic. Like, I think a lot of people are feeling that way because for a year and a half, 
life hasn't been normal. We've That's all been true. in the house dealing with our own things. With our so. own things and our own people. So, yeah. yeah, now I'm just like, eh, I can do without people. But um, having a sleep problem and feeling irritable all the time. Well, there's so much when it comes to this fourth trimester. Yeah. So much. I'm curious to see what listen letters we have this week. Well. To see if they're going to tell us uh, anything or ask us anything about this pregnancy life or this baby life. Before we go there, you know what we got to do? Take a break. <laughs> we got to take a break, y'all. We're going to take a quick one now and move into listener letters after we get into some ads. So stick around. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month. But all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, we're back. Back for listener letters. I'm going to dive right in. Go ahead, baby. All right, here's my question. This person dove right in, though. They really did but dive right in. Question. Here's That's my question. That's how qu- we start. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, was, I saw that for a second. I was like, wait a second. Is yeah. there a part that I'm missing? So here's my question. I recently been thinking about having more kids because I finally started dating men of proper caliber. <laughs> It's a good choice. That's a good choice. I don't know what you were dating before that, but all right. Um, she said, take that exactly as is. Okay, I got it, sis. My last pregnancy, I was alone. I had a horrible hospital birth. Was sent home twice while in labor. Had exclamation point. Wow. Had to drive myself to my last OBGYN appointment while in contractions. Mm. All while my son was drinking the amniotic fluid, got induced, got an epidural, all to be wheeled into the OR for a C-section because my son's heart rate was dropping. Wow. All while my son's father was with his new woman. Story for another time. This is a movie. Because of this, I want nothing to do with the hospital birth ever again. I would like to do a home birth, but I also have to factor in that I... Sorry, I just scrolled up too fast. I also have to factor in that I have herpes and may have to opt for a C-section. Yikes. I'm wondering if laboring at home and possibly going to the hospital last minute would be the best course of action or maybe just opting for a C-section altogether. Sweetheart, this is there's a lot of uh, medical variables here mm-hmm. that I don't even think I would be equipped enough to give her an answer right between herpes and already having a c-section those are things that i'm mm-hmm. i don't know about especially with, with childbirth yeah so i don't even feel comfortable telling her right what's the best thing i would say consult with your OBGYN. yeah one definitely. that you trust and and have her tell you what's the best option right because from what i understand like it's not impossible to have a regular vaginal birth after a c-section right, right. Uh, if you've had one before However, I know that there's more risks yes. um, involved with that. So it's not impossible. Um, but I yeah, definitely think that that's something that you would have to probably discuss with not only an OBGYN, but possibly a midwife if you were just thinking about a home birth. So that way they can let you know their level of comfort and, and what that would entail if you were to um, deliver at home. But yeah. And I'm not sure how the herpes um, affects the birth. So I, I don't know how to answer that. part. I'm not sure either. I believe it's if you have an outbreak. At the time of delivery, there's a possibility that if the baby passes through uh, the vaginal canal, that they could potentially get it somehow. Okay. Um, maybe like on their mouth or eyes or something like that. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you're right. I I wouldn't know too much about that to be able to give. I will say this one thing about this listener letter, right? That I can greatly appreciate. Mm-hmm. She said, "I finally started dating men 
of proper caliber. Mm -hmm. This is important for people to realize. When people make general generalizations about the opposite sex, mm -hmm. all men ain't shit, all women ain't shit. Realistically, you just showed a lot of people the type of people you like to date. <laughs> Think about it. Yeah. Because I don't know how many people there are in the world. Probably like a trillion people. There's no way you, one person, can have dated all of these people. Mm -hmm. But what it is showing is a pattern of you making poor choices. <laughs> right. With the type of people that you date. Right. That is, and then projecting that, that on the entire world and saying all people or right. all the type of people you date are like that. Right. That is so true. So what that people might have to do. Cause some internal reflection. Exactly. <laughs> what people have to do is take accountability mm -hmm. for the people who they give their time to mm. before they make generalizations. Facts. I could think of a couple. You see what I'm saying? I know that I'm like, is everybody ain't shit or are you just dealing with ain't shit people? Right. Or are you not shit? Right. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a difference. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and, and yeah. what I can appreciate from her is her realizing that, you know, I was making poor choices. Mm -hmm. And since I was making poor choices, mm -hmm. that things were happening to me that I could have pre prevented. And right. it started with who I chose to date. That's a so fact. So I, I want to point that out. I, I could appreciate her for taking some accountability because, you know, one thing I'm big on. Accountability. Is accountability, realizing where you made some mistakes and reflecting. So, all right, good luck, sis. Yes, to ya. Number two, hey y'all. So, let's get into it. Boom, this person's from New York. Check it, definitely <laughs> from New York. I'm 28 with three kids, six, 23 months, and seven months. Wasn't playing, mm -hmm. and a husband, which was a whole stretch because I had hyperemesis. Yeah. Every pregnancy, hyperemesis, it's every like pregnancy. a very severe form of um, nausea. Okay. Nominee. But my husband really wanted a girl, my last child. Anywho, I know how that feels, buddy. <laughs> Anywho, we don't want any more children due to the fact that I get so sick during pregnancy. So me and my partner have not had sex since my daughter was has been born because I'm too afraid that I will get pregnant. That's seven whole months. Damn, ain't had sex for seven whole months. Wow. Oh, gosh. I have not gone on birth control because I'm afraid of what it will do to my body and how it may make me feel. I have brought to my husband's attention several times that he needs to get snipped, and he says he will keep... Uh, he will, but keeps putting it off. So after months of this sexless life, jaws jaws hurting and <laughs> arms on swole, I told him we need to use condoms, and he gets an attitude and says he doesn't think he should have to use condoms with his wife. That's a benefit of being married. Like what? I'm confused because he don't want any more children either. I feel like that's selfish because I don't make sure. Because uh, if I don't make sure he gets his, he walks around here like somebody stole his bike. I know the feeling. Sounds like me. Uh, so my question is, how do you go, how do y'all go the whole time having sex but not getting pregnant until you were ready? Well, Somebody got to get on something. Because I had the IUDN at one point. I was on the pill at one point throughout the course of our life. So Bruh. somebody got to do something. Bruh. If, if somebody don't do something, Kadeen is going to get pregnant. Okay? That's a fact. And what I'm going to say here, a lot of men are going to be pissed. But this is just the fucking truth. I've asked this woman to have four kids for me. She's been pregnant, oh, nine months for all four kids. That's 36 months of pregnancy. She's been on birth control all those other times. And we've tried different things. You you did the hormonal. Uh, I did the, the, IUD. the IUD. I did the hormonal. ring. You did the ring. I did the pill. You did everything. And yes. it caused different things for your bodies. Like, like you just went through so much. Yeah. I feel like there's literally been 20 years of me being on and off something. If not pregnant, on right. some sort of birth control. That's right. 20 years. I'm going to get snipped, bro. Yeah. I'm just going to get snipped because yeah. I don't want to have any more kids. 
she doesn't want to have any more kids. So right now in this moment, and we and we haven't made a final decision mm-hmm. if we wanted to have kids or not. Mm-hmm. But if that's the final decision mm-hmm. at this point in our marriage, I'm just going to get snipped because I've already asked you to do so much. Mm-hmm. And I know how pregnancy can literally be life or death at moments. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just go get snipped. Right. And then the effects of birth control yeah. on the body. And would you be doing that until the end of time? Like, you know what I mean? Plus... Like we said before, we realize how birth control affected your sex life. Yes. We've had the best sex in our life when she's not on birth control. So fuck that. Right. I, and I don't like using condoms neither. So I'm going to get snipped. I'm going to be shooting this water. <laughs> and I'm going to be shooting the club up knowing that I'm good. All That's right? a fact. The only thing I just want to confirm is that my nut don't change. I don't want to have a watery nut. A watery nut? Is that, the, is that what you've heard? I don't know. But from what I hear, Can somebody the nut stays know? the same. But what I'm saying is if my nut consistency change, <laughs> then we're going to have to reconsider this. Because you don't the want no watery nut, do you? You want I don't watery know. nut? I actually don't want any See what I'm saying? Nut. Yeah. So, and I don't think it's... You know, I'm joking, guys. We know the nut don't get watery. <laughs> I'm joking. Okay, it's just a joke. You know, people sometimes take shit too serious. I'm a little delirious because I'm tired. But <laughs> if, if that was a thing where I got a watery nut, I'm definitely not getting snipped. But your nut stays the same. I got four Fabulous. friends. I got four friends. It's an outpatient procedure. Mm-hmm. I got another buddy of mine. He just had a child. He said, yo, I'm done. He had his fifth child. He's just like, yo, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. So, buddy, if you really want to have the best, let me talk directly to you in the camera. If you want to have the best sex of your life with your wife, you don't want to have to wear a condom. You don't want her to have to be on birth control. You don't have to worry about being pregnant. Just get snipped, bro. Get snipped. Nothing happens. You don't lose no hair. You don't lose no muscles. Your dick don't shrink. Like, <laughs> everything stays the same. The only thing that happens is you can't have kids. Maybe you guys... 99.7% of the time. Right. We know somebody point three. Yes, we know somebody point three. That's because he didn't go back to get his nut checked. Right. Um, Maybe I can get a two-for-one deal. I'm not going to get my nut snipped with a dude. What the <laughs> fuck? Yo, pause that. Pause that. Well, we supposed to be sitting there with our joints out together like, ah, <laughs> no, we I snip mean, buddies. Get out of here. Y'all, women <laughs> always do pregnancy make- packs. You can do because y'all crazy. Packs. Y'all crazy. We don't want to do that. Some things is personal to us. Anywho, y'all turn anything into a little Fine. date. <laughs> Yo, you can do like that. To... Get lunch after. No, no. You know, go first to of the all, mall. this is another thing too, ladies. This is while I got this <laughs> while I got the mic right. <laughs> Pause. Pause. Don't <laughs> stop setting your husbands up on dates with your friends, yo. Some niggas don't like other niggas, yo. We don't want to have to be sitting there with each other with matching sweaters and shit because y'all want to do stuff together, all right? Nobody wants to do that. Stop. Just stop, all right? You put me on a date with one of your friends and me and the husband don't talk no more. (laughs) It was a... It was a thing where she was hanging... We were hanging together. Dude was corny. He was corny. Dude was wild corny. (laughs) But it was a thing where I didn't want to not not include you either and then... You know what I mean? You you feel free to not include me. I'll stay home and watch TV. I'll be a better judge of corn and character. In the future, <laughs> no, that was fun. No, that snip was some packs, fun. Right? That was some fun, a fun list of letters. Um, if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, y'all, you know what to do. Email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Yes, that's D E A D A S S A D V I C E at gmail.com. Moment of truth time when it comes to this fourth trimester. Listen to your body, ladies. Um, I know people are throwing around the whole giving yourself grace term right now, but literally like take your time, take your time. You figure it took nine, almost 10 months or sometimes longer for some women to 
become pregnant, mm-hmm. grow an entire baby, deliver that baby, and then now have to take care of that baby, right? Mm-hmm. Don't be in any rush to 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 bounce back in six weeks, to bounce back in three months, to bounce back in six months. Take your time. And if you want to bounce back in three months, do it. And if you don't want to bounce back in three months, don't do it. Do whatever. I think being able to bring forth life, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want to do in whatever time frame you want to do it in. How about that? And don't let anybody shame you for feeling like you either want to get back or you don't. What do you want to do, sis? That's the question. I'll agree with that while also remembering to be of service to your partner. Mm. Because if you're in this life together, you should always be of service to each other. So, yes, do whatever you want to do, sis, while being of service to him, if he is of service to you. That's the part. I will, I will just definitely add that. That part. But um, Re- Reciprocity. My, yes, reciprocity. My moment of truth is prepare for the fourth trimester. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of buddies that felt like, yo, I can't wait till pregnancy over and, over and the, the baby gets here because then mm. things will be easy. Right. Not realizing that when the baby gets here is when the real work starts. That's a fact. So... Everything we talked about is familiar to people who have children. Mm-hmm. If it's your first time having a child, just be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Don't think that your child's mother is crazy. Don't think that you're going crazy. Don't think that you're not compatible. Don't think that the baby fucked up your relationship. Sleep deprivation, uh, hormones, um, a new per- new person in mm-hmm. this space can create a change in the environment. That's a fact. And that's going to cause time both being of you. Split. Right. It's going to cause both yeah. of you to pivot. So it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Prepare, Give it prepare. time. Give each other what? Grace. 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 And keep it moving. That's a fact. All right, y'all. So be sure to find us on social media at Deadass the Podcast. And you can find me, Kadeen I am. And I am Devout. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Deadass, baby. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 